Jeff, you got your drink? I got my drink. All right, so we can start now? We can start. Oh, man. It's episode number three. Three. Numero trace. Three. I got a pimple on my face, and I feel like a high school kid again. <laughs> I feel like... I got nothing. I feel like I'm back in high school. High school? Back in high school. High school. Whenever I was this hossy. <laughs> uh... uh. To the drink of choice. That's how we always start out the show. Jeff, um, what is uh, what are you what are you rolling with today? Again, I'm going with my standby, the old Nos Sonic Sour. Ah, um, so everybody knows that I like to do this. Um, I like to let you guys hear me open it up. Here we go. Three, two. Ooh, I think you got some on your microphone today. I think I had this one last time, too. I'm going with the NOS Power Punch, the high-performance energy drink with um, with Complex 6, vitamin B3. You got to have your vitamin B3. You got to have the vitamin. Bi- <laughs> you almost the, said Biden. The, bi- the no. big lie. Vitamin B3. The big lie. So, uh, NOS, here we go, first drink. I'm telling you, man, that fruit punch is pretty good. Is it good? It's not better than my normal fave. Here we go. <laughs> Golly, that can't open louder than you talk. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Man. So, like, I got my mic turned almost all the way down, and you're all the way up, and you're still quiet as a mouse. I'm soft-spoken, but I'm trying. Anyways, race fans, um... Haas fans, Jeff fans, maybe not fans, maybe just people wanting to listen so they can give us heck about something. We'll take that. We'll take it. Thanks for listening in. Um, This week's show, something a little bit different. Jeff and I had sat down earlier in the day and we were like, man, what are we going to talk about? And uh, we were in the Bob's Turn 5 um, at Port Port Park at Park City Raceway at Port City Raceway. What, what's the deal with us speaking today? Um, here at the Hoss Talk Studio, and we just couldn't come up with anything. Just drawing blanks, and so Jeff called an audible and made a quick phone call, and we're going to have our first ever guest on the show. Numero uno. Numero uno for the guest. And we'll talk about that uh, more here in just uh, about like four minutes-ish. We'll talk about that. Um, One topic that did come to mind today that I wanted to kind of touch base on um, is scheduling. You know, 2020 is just about wrapped up and in the books. Um, A lot of people had to jump through hoops to make schedules happen, to to make events happen, and um, 2021 is in full swing whenever it comes down to scheduling. People are already starting to kind of put the fillers out there. People are already starting to say, hey, season opener is going to be here. Hey, season opener is going to be this race. It's going to be this weekend. Boom, boom, boom. 
I think everybody's done with 2020. I uh, I kind of feel the same. <laughs> they just want we want New Year's Eve and that clock to strike and yeah, be done. Yes. Well, you know, every, a lot of people are saying November is whenever everything's going to change. I don't I don't necessarily know why November is like the secret date. Um, but okay, whatever y'all say. If it does, it does. Um. But I can tell you this much, the whole wearing a mask deal and everything else. I'm about over it, Jeff. Yeah, me too. Well, not that I really ever wore a mask. Well, some people say I wear one 24-7. Ooh. But, you know, we're not going to go there Harsh. right now. Harsh. So mean. <clears throat> um, politics, man, it's everywhere. It is, isn't it? It's everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go or what you do. Um, it's all politic. And, and a lot of it, to me, politics is a matter of opinion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As Everybody's all, got one. Everybody's got one. I had a guy reach out to me um, and tell me that I, my, that I missed somebody on my, um, my underrated drivers. And he couldn't give me a solid top five list. But... Anywho, at least I know he listens to the show. Yeah, that's true. So maybe he hears this and, hey, thanks for trying to call me out, but I still don't think you win. I'm (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you still didn't provide accurate data as to... Accurate? And and he didn't even give me a top five. He gave me, like, three names, and that's it. I just had to settle for it. But, I mean, whatever, dude. Um, What's up next around the bend? Y'all should really be excited about something that's about to happen here at port city the uh the sooner state 55 jeff i know i'm pumped about the show i think i almost have you convinced to come in and hanging out with me i'm excited i'm Um, ready i think it'll be a really cool show especially with um the top tier national guys being here you know the kkm cars will be here um word has it tucker boat motorsports will be here um I almost wonder if maybe the Clawson Marshall team will be here. It ought to. It ought to be exciting. I mean, to run for five thousand dollars, right, on a Thursday night. Uh, that's a pretty good paycheck. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, that's not. Ba- that's not bad for one night. No. And so that's. Uh, that's all thanks to Hard Eight Racing, John Canner, and the bunch there with Hard Eight Racing, the Donnie Ray Crawford Legacy Foundation, and Port City Raceway. That's Thursday, October fifteenth. You can watch it live on Power Ride TV, um, or you can watch it live right here at Port City Raceway. Come out and see Haas and I. Yeah. Come hang out. Yeah. We may do a live show during the race. Oh. That'd be kind of cool. Oh. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? So anyways, back to uh, the original deal here, because I just feel like we're kind of just rambling on just to kind of fill a little bit of time, uh, which we are, (laughs) (laughs) if we're being totally honest. We're just fill, filling a little bit of time. Earlier, Jeff and I were like, man, um, can we talk about this? Should we talk about that? Should we just leave this alone and leave that alone? And we were left here kind of speechless and not knowing what to do. We were, we were literally twil- twiddling our thumbs. Yeah, what he said. Yeah. We were, twil- <laughs> we were whittly, whittling our thumbs. Honestly, folks, I have not been drinking today. No, yet, which is odd. Um, so Jeff is like, I'm like, what are we going to talk about? I get up and I walk away because I'm like, dude, if we're not going to talk about anything, we're not going to do the show. And then Jeff, you're like, 
Hey, what if we call? Who are we calling again? Shane Stewart. Shane Stewart. Shane Stewart. Shane Stewart. Um, for those of you that don't know, Shane Stewart is an Oklahoma native who has been in several cars this season after not knowing what he was going to do at the beginning of the season, and it kind of turned into a, a wide variety, kind of kind of a smorgasbord of yeah. things. So we're going to call and we're going to talk to Shane Stewart and uh, maybe get a little bit of insight because Jeff didn't didn't you used to run around with that guy? I did. We uh, we did a lot of ASCS stuff. So back um, his family car. Maybe maybe Shane can give us some funny stories about Jeff Foster. As if we don't need any help finding funny <laughs> stories about Jeff Foster. Um, but that's all going to happen right after this on the Haas Talks podcast. Hello, my name is Ryan Timms. Today, I want to talk to you about an organization called Attica. All truckers together against child abuse. We are spreading the word about child abuse and its lasting effects on kids in our country. We're raising awareness of how bad child abuse is by putting billboards across America. To do this, we're asking all you gear truck drivers and race car drivers to become members for about $2 a month. Join with me and my buddy T-Bone and become a hero for Attica today. Go to Attica.org and help us raise awareness. Kids are dying all over this country and millions are being hurt every year. If a kid like Ryan can stand up for child abuse, you all should too. Join Ryan, me, and T-Bone to raise awareness of this devastating problem. Please join today at Attica.org. Help us raise awareness of this brutal crime that's destroying children's lives. You can be the voice for the kids who have no choice. It should never hurt to be a child. Please join today at Attica.org. Thank you very much, and God bless our children. Well, welcome back to Hoss Talks, everybody. As promised, on the phone, a legend in his own mind, a legend in my mind. I mean, the guy's the, the freaking Iron Man. I mean, just call him the people's champ. Call him what you want. But Shane Stewart, thanks for taking time out of your day to uh, chit-chat with us, man. Welcome, Shane. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. I, I don't think I've ever been called any of those things, so... Well, I mean, <laughs> at least not to your face. <laughs> I think I think I'm just maybe being a little bit overzealous because you're like taking the time last minute to be on the show here, um, Shane. A lot yeah. of people know your backstory. A lot of people know about uh, you know the good old car and fleet days and everything else. And um, 2020 has been kind of a crazy season for you. Um, what, what's it been like? What what is your full thought process on 2020 as it comes to a close here? Well, yeah, it's it's definitely been crazy, um, to say the least. But I feel like I'm not the only one that it's been crazy too, right? Like I feel like a lot of things have just been out of the out of the normal, um, the one we're used to, but I feel like as a whole, um, myself personally has has made the best out of it. Um you know, at the end of last year I was I was pretty much done racing. I, I was pretty mentally and physically beat up and tired of the rat race and and bernie called and and bernie's shop is about 25 minutes from my house and i've known bernie for a long time drove his car um, about seven or eight years ago and had a little bit of, of success but since then his program has has have gotten so much stronger and uh, his car beat me up several times last year when they went when they came and raced with us on the outlaw tour and 
so I knew I knew uh, Bernie's program was pretty solid. And of course, he he, he called and said, "Hey, look, let's try to put together a, a small package." Obviously, I can't race full time because of my speed shop. And and I thought, you know what? Crap! Now I got to go because I sold all my seats. <laughs> I sold everything. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, now I got to go buy a seat and do this and that. And I'm like, okay, I'll, we'll give it a shot. And, and honestly, like we we kind of you know, just added up on in our heads the other day, like we missed out on about 12 to 13 grand at the beginning of the year because we ran so well with the outlaws, but we were racing on, on a reduced purse, you know, because there was no crowds and, right. and uh, you know, the, you know, the series was actually promoting the races pretty much and relying on dirt vision money to, to make it work. And of course the purses weren't what they used to be. And, like, man, like we're running so good, but then you go to the pay window and you're like, crap, man, I'm not making much money, but it was still a good opportunity for me. I, I wanted to, I wanted to race, but I just, I wasn't just going to jump into something that I didn't have a little bit of control over. And, you know, Bernie, Bernie doesn't work on his cars at all during the week. You know, Ber- Bernie does, he's all hands on when he gets to the track, but you know, I've been doing most of the work through the week, which was enjoyable for me. And, um, but when we would get to the track, we were pretty competitive. And, and of course I've jumped into some other cars this, this summer and, and did okay in those. Um, but, but I've been the best with Bernie. I mean, he's, he's just really good at the track and he's good about making his drivers comfortable. And, and that part of it's been enjoyable. Um, I've actually enjoyed myself again and, and enjoyed being at the racetrack and honestly enjoyed being at home. You know, I mean, my family's been with me. Um, you know, we were fortunate to have a motor home and they travel with me, um, the last four or five years on the road, but we haven't been home and, uh, it's been nice to be home. The, the kids have enjoyed the swimming pool. And, um, so that part of it's been, been good, but you know, at the end of the day, I still race for a living right? and I need to race. And, and some, some of the weekends we've had to take off because Bernie, but you know, all in all, I, I can't really complain too much about about 20 you know 2020 considering how i ended last year and and where i'm at today shane you mentioned something that i was going to ask you about uh going back to actually being hands-on on the race car during the week uh you know you and i done that for quite a quite a few years um are you enjoying that part again I am, you know, Jeff, as you know, like my dad, you know, he, he made me work on my cars. Right. You know, I I had to make sure that they had to be clean before we left the shop. And he was just, he kind of embedded that into me. But honestly, if I didn't have that, um, if I didn't have that work, that work ethic from him and, and people like Andy and, and, I, I honestly wouldn't have made it because there were several times in my career, just like now, where I didn't have a crew. You know, I had to do everything. I had to drive the truck. I had to, you know, wash. I had to maintenance the engine. Right. And I'm not the best about driving them and setting them up. I always seem to kind of second guess myself when it comes to doing that, but I can set them up. I feel like I can set them up for, for Joe Blow better than I can for me. Right. Um, but, I, I have enjoyed that side of, side of it. It's been a lot of work. Don't don't take me wrong. I mean, there's there was a couple times this summer, um, you know, when it was hotter than crap outside, and and normally, you know, you're hanging out in the air conditioner in your motorhome, and you come out, you know, an hour before the drivers' meeting, 
and you're wondering why everyone's grumpy. Yeah, you're like, what right. the heck's wrong with you guys? <laughs> well, we've been working in the parking lot, and it's 110 out. Right, right. I don't miss preparing the Preparing a racetrack for you to, yeah, <laughs> preparing a race car for you to race and possibly crash. So right. we're not in the best of mood. <laughs> so now that's been me. Right, like I'm working in the parking lot. I'm like, geez, now I got to go race. Like, how the heck am I going to do this? But I have enjoyed working on it. It to me, it it was always kind of uh, therapeutic in a way. Mm-hmm. Other than being out in 105 degrees on blacktop in a hotel parking lot, you know. But but race days out there working on them, and, and at night, it seemed to be therapeutic. Yeah, I would I would agree with a little bit of that for sure. And the only problem is, is when something went wrong, I, I didn't have no one to yell at. It was just, it was just me. I'm like, oh yeah, that wasn't very smart. But uh, it, it's it's been good. It's been good. It's it's uh, you know I feel like my career has kind of come full circle. Um, if you want to look at it that way, um, I've had a great career and. and um, been able to drive for a lot of great teams and car owners and work with a lot of, I actually, believe it or not, I, I, I called a lot of my crew guys that I've worked with over the last several years. And I told them, I'm like, man, like, dude, I'm sorry. Like I probably got on to you guys a little bit too much. Cause I actually forgot how much work is involved. In, I never got that call. Prepare- <laughs> you were on my list. Oh, oh, I'm on the list. He's still on the list. You're on my list. <laughs> Shane, you, but, you, you uh, said you said that you you know going and running different cars this season has that been um, for you? Is that an easy transition, or is that something that's uh, kind of tougher working with different car owners, different crew people, um, just in general? You know, two different cars. Um, what what's that been like as far as you know just just in general racing? Very difficult, yeah. Very, and especially now because everybody's so competitive. Um, you know, I went and jump, jumped in the Hefner car for the, um, the Tuscarora Fifty. Just struggled all weekend. End up having a little bit of bad luck, and and it's just, you know, and, and it's little things. It's the shocks that are different than the seventy one, and then the engines are a little bit different. The, the brake pedals in a little bit different spot. You know, probably that I'm older, I probably think about that stuff more than I used to. You know, somebody would ring me back in the day and I would, you know, just jump on a plane or, or drive my car somewhere and jump in a car and not think twice about it. Right. Now I'm like, oh, well, you know, this, this is off a little bit and that's off a little bit. So that's my that's my problem, you know, where in re- all reality it probably isn't. But um, it, it's, it is difficult, you it's know, a, it's a mental game. I get spoiled. Yeah, it is. It is a lot. A lot of it's mental. There's no doubt, but I get spoiled with Bernie because his program is so solid. His, his, his race engines, um, are amazing. They run really good. And, and that's everything, especially with the outlaws. You know, you get two laps to, to try to, you know, get yourself in a good position to hopefully win a heat race or whatever and, and get in the dash and, and there has not been many nights that I've missed a dash with Bernie, and then I go jump in another guy's car, and I struggle qualifying, and it just makes it for kind of a frustrating night. But right, right. Qualifying. I felt like I've learned a lot in those situations to where, you know, mentally I can bring that back to Bernie and tell him, hey, man, like, you do have a really good, solid program, so I appreciate you letting me drive it. You guys have come a long way this season. Uh, you know, we talk a few times a month, and – you know, it's 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 kind of been the same thing. You know, it, it, you've you've struggled, but then the next week you redeem yourself 
like last week, congratulations on that new track record. That was a, what, 18-year-old record that you broke yeah. qualifying? Yeah, That's really awesome. Cool. Yeah, really so, cool. you, you know, you, you guys were fast all weekend. Um, it seems like, you know, you haven't had a whole lot of success at that track, but uh, you picked up a win there earlier this year. What, isn't that where you won that law race? Yeah, yeah, we it, won it. We it, won it. And, and, and yeah, I, I was I, horrible at, at Williams Grove, absolutely terrible. And it was just a mind block to me, right? Like, and, and the crazy thing is, it's like, as a driver, to be on the Outlaw Tour, you have to be good at that track because they go there so many times. Exactly. And it can make or break your season when it comes to points. And um, so it was always a mental block to me. And going there with Bernie, his cars have been so fast there the last two or three years. So I, I, I had confidence just in that, just going there with Bernie. And, and uh, we, we've had some good runs there, so it's been good. Yeah, like, like I've said, it's the little team that could. That's what we are, to, truly to the core. We are a little team that, that could. Uh, it's been fun, man. It's been really fun. Now, not only just jumping from 410 to 410, you also uh, got a little bit of seat time up there at Lucas Oil in a 360. Um, didn't have the, the best of luck there. I mean, you had some solid runs going, but it's just like track conditions didn't play into your favor. Maybe the draw wasn't into your favor a little bit. Um, as a driver, do you do you focus in on those those rough nights and pay attention to what the media and everyone else is saying about you? How do you work past um, just refocusing and and getting back to uh, getting back to the basics of just having fun? Like you said, this year's kind of been like a fun year for you. Um, yeah, you know, I struggled with that last year. You know, I felt like we had you know so many bad nights, and then they just they seem to parlay into other bad nights. And, and, uh, then before you know it, you're, you know, you're 25 races into the season and, and your bad nights don't stop. Uh, and that's kind of where I was mentally last year. And before that, you know, I was, I was pretty good about, you know, having bad nights and forgetting about them. Cause I, I knew that I was going to be fast at some point. And, um, this year has been no different. I mean, you know, I, I honestly haven't driven a 360 car in a long, long time, and, and went to Lucas, and, and it was just Jared Sewell and, and myself working on the on the car. And it took me a few nights. The, the first night we ran okay. Second night I, I drew bad, and and uh, of course we had a, a really tough heat race, and I didn't pass many cars there. And, and my qualifier, um, they actually reworked the track um, before we went out, and uh, it was a little sloppy, and and we just kind of messed the set up, but. Felt like we re- rebounded pretty well the last night. We ended up fourth uh, in the feature, and you know I feel like the 360 deal is just like the the 410 deal. There's a lot of good competitive teams that that follow the ASCS deal, and you know I don't honestly I don't I don't care how good of a driver you are. Like you're just not going to go in there with an unknown team, you know, working with. And I and I know Scotty McDonald has nice stuff. I'm not saying that, but. You know, I mean, it's been a while since I've driven a 360. I've never worked with Jared Sewell. And, you know, it's just you're not going to go in there and, and go beat up on uh, Sam Ampertief and, and some of those guys. So now, it, um, I felt like I, we learned a lot the first two nights, and, and we, I felt like we ended, we ended pretty strong. It, is, it a, is it a different driving style coming from the 410 to the 360? Uh, you know, they, they, we know they weigh more, you know, uh, there's a little bit. They're a little bit heavier from the firewall Ford. Do you, do you have to change your driving style any? A little bit, yeah. You know, I, I just come from Port Royal, 
right? Which is probably one of the biggest half miles we race on. And then I'm in a 360 at Lucas Oil. Right. So it was a little bit of a transition. But, uh, you know, honestly, the biggest thing, setups are pretty close. Um, you do a few things differently, but it's still all the same. But the biggest thing is just horsepower. You know, just not having that horsepower to get yourself out of trouble like you do with the 410. You know, if you slide up and, and hit the cushion the wrong way, you know, with the 410, you can most of the time power yourself out of those situations when you can't. Right. You always got to kind of keep them wound up. Correct. Shane, you said, you know, this year you, you weren't planning on racing. You ended up having to get a new seat and, you know, kind of start from scratch and just work your, work your way back into it and making it happen. Um, do you have like plans for 2021? I mean, are you going to kind of do the same thing or you going to focus on your new business or what, what's the plans for, for 2021? I'll do above. <laughs> there you go. I got to pick D, right? Um, no, um, you know, I honestly don't have a lot of plans yet. Um, you know, the sprint car world, uh, the silly season's kind of getting underway and, you know, I'm, hearing rumors of drivers, you know, swapping rides and, and hopefully my name gets brought up, you know, in a few of those situations to where I can maybe land on my feet, one of them. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Um, you know, Bernie and I have kind of discussed a little bit, not, not to any, any length, um, about next year and, and maybe racing with him a little bit. I, you know, I got pit stop potties now with, with my buddy Chad and we're trying to get that business up and going and obviously not the, the best timing, to go buy a portable sanitation <laughs> business in the middle of a pandemic, but <laughs> I'm hoping that that stuff gets put away and, and we can, we can continue to grow that business as well. So we'll see how, how it all shakes out. Now we, we had talked about silly season, um, on our, on our last episode and, and kind of talked about how does, how does this stuff happen? I mean, are you just sitting there one day putting a porter potty decal on and the phone <laughs> rings and somebody's like, Hey man, I want you to come drive my sprint car. And you're like, Oh, well, hang on. I got to finish rinsing out this porter potty and I'll be there, man. <laughs> like, Honestly, it has happened like that before. It, it does. Um, it doesn't happen like that all the time, but. It has not that I've been putting a sticker on a porta potty, but it has. <laughs> uh, you know, I can tell you when I got let go at at KLR, uh, it was literally one week, and Barry Jackson called and offered me the the five ride. So I went from you know being down in the dumps right. to miserable poor me to oh man, like I got another shot here. So you know that's just it's a crazy world. Um, Sometimes I ask myself why the heck I'm, I, I want to keep putting myself through it mentally, but you know, it's like, it's just a drug, right? It's just something yeah. you love to do. And, and I love the competitive side of it and, and have for, you know, since I was seven years old. So, um, we'll see how it all shakes out. I don't, I, I feel like I've done a good enough job to show people that I can still race, you know, I can still win races, run up front, uh, even with the best of them. And, and, um, We'll, we'll see how, what, what happens. But, you know, I honestly, you know, 10 years ago, I would be stressed to the max right now. And, and I'm, I'm just not, it, 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 things are meant to be, it, it's meant to be. That's probably not a bad way to be right now. Uh, there, there's a lot of people that are kind of wondering what they're going to be doing or, you know, not, not just racers, but everybody is kind of in that position right now with, with the way 2020 has been. Shane, do you yeah. do you yeah, 
do you ever see yourself retiring as a full-time driver and being like a, a mentor or like a driving coach to a younger kid, um, whether it be in like a micro or a sprint car or anything like that? you ever see yourself doing anything like that? Uh, honestly, I, I haven't really thought about it. Um, you know, I've always just, I don't know why, but I've always kind of told myself if I ever retire that I would kind of be done with the racing thing and try to do something different. But, um, it's, it's uh, something that I would definitely consider and, and kick around. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I was one of those guys that, at one time and, and I was fortunate to have guys hold my hand and, kick me in the butt when I needed to be kicked in the butt and, you know, pat my, pat myself on the back when I needed to be patted on the back. And, uh, I feel like I could do that. Um, you know, it's just, you, you see more and more young kids coming up into sport and, and you see things that you don't really like, you know, and you're like, man, if I could just, you know, have my chance to chit chat with either the dad or the mom or, or, you know, even the kid. Um, you know, to try to get them guided in the right path. I, I felt like I could probably do that pretty well, but um, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I um, I feel like I've learned a little bit over, you know, my buddy told me the other day, he's like, dude, like, you got to take over car and fleet. Like, that's what you got to do. Yes, I was going to bring PhD. that up too. You got yes. a PhD in racing. That's dude, you yes. Got. <laughs> you got to use I'm your like, bachelor's oh, degree, I bro. I do. Yeah, I guess I do have a PhD in racing. I didn't really look at it that way. But, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's it's definitely an option for sure. I know my mom and dad are, are they. Uh, my dad enjoys doing what he does, but I know that he does, and they've worked their butt off with that company. Um, they have. They have. Uh, and um, they. Uh, I know there's days that dad gets up and he's like, "Man, I just." It'd be nice just to show up at Carnfleet at ten. Oh yeah, yeah, or eleven, right? And then bark at somebody, and then go have lunch and <laughs> <laughs> sit on the stool like some of his customers have done. Right, I know that, right. Uh, that would be something that he was looking forward to, and he and he deserves to to do that. Oh, so most definitely. We'll see. Anyway, do you have any cool stories from? I mean, um, we all a lot of people know Jeff Foster, and I mean. Do you have any like? Do you have any good solid stories or like a, a funny blurb from the from the memoirs of Jeff Foster? The the days, the good old days, as a lot of people like to call it. Uh, I don't. Re- I don't honestly, but I do kind of remember. You know, my dad. My dad. I, I was young, um, and my deal at Carnfleet was he had an old Coke machine in the corner, and it had the best Cokes because they were always in the bottles, you know, and they were. Real like glass, 100% real glass sugar. <laughs> yeah, dude, they were so good too. Like the the machine just kept them at the right temperature. Well, my job was to go down there and drink six of them and uh, drive everybody crazy and uh, run up and down the aisles. And and I'm sure I drove Jeff nuts a few times. But I just remember Dad always had issues with you know truck drivers, you know the delivery guys. And <laughs> Jeff probably has more stories than me about all that. But I know that there was a few situations where he would you know the some of the employees would come back and there would be a big dent in the door or <laughs> something and it's like dude like well, what happened he's like oh and no, i don't know man like box flew out of the back of a truck and i smoked it and <laughs> it was the craziest thing ever it was a big pile up on i-44 <laughs> i'm not saying that was jeff but i'm just saying in general like my dad heard all kinds of crazy stories hey about- I, I only destroyed one truck 
<laughs> see, see, there you go. It's probably from a box. <laughs> but well, no, I don't. I honestly don't. I don't have any. I don't have any crazy stories about Jeff. Doggone it, Shane and I. We, I, I worked on his stuff. All kind of off and on. I, w- I was with Darren. Uh, yeah, Pittman. Yeah. And then and my brother. And then when when as we call him Little Darren Stewart started racing micros and stuff that i kind of switched over to him and kind of followed him through the sprint car deal uh shane and i we did some 360 stuff a little bit we the, the old red dually we had you remember when oh, the throttle man. hung on the way to dallas oh, one that <laughs> thing oh my god i can't believe we didn't all die in that dually we should have i'm pretty sure Somebody, somebody high above was uh, check, looking after us and more that, than once because one of the times the dang thing caught on fire. Yeah, and we were trying to put it out with the ice chest water. I'm like, oh my gosh, we ran it out of we ran it out of water once, but never knew it. It kept running. It, it was it was the, it was a red '79 Dooley 454, and it would get so hot you'd have to roll down the windows. And, oh, uh, oh my gosh, dude. Pull I remember up. like some of the, uh, AFCS speed week, 100, 185 degrees outside and we're rolling down with the windows down, yeah. freaking sweating. Oh my goodness. Good for good we times. made it work somehow. <clears throat> that we did. Shane, real quick in closing, man, <laughs> you, you said that, you know, sometimes you see some of these younger kids coming into the sport and you'd like to go talk, you know, give a little bit of advice or maybe give, you know, some words of wisdom because you have been in this for for quite a few years um in closing what what piece of advice what piece of uh maybe a motto or a quote or something that you could give to some of these younger teens that are now just jumping in from micros that are going into these uh 360 sprint cars and whenever they're old enough they're like knocking on the front door of um, of a 410 uh sanction what what kind of advice would you give to them um as they're coming through these ranks um that you can't work hard enough Right, like you, you just you just have to work hard because there's always somebody that's going to outwork you, right? Like you know, and I and I see it. Um, I've seen it several times in my career. You know, it seems like the guys that that work the hardest and are most dedicated to it, they're the they're the most successful. And 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 on top of that, learn everything you possibly can about a car. You know, learn the engines, learn the shocks. You know, the shocks. When I started, you know, it was a pro shock. You just take out of a box and, and throw it on, and you didn't think twice about it. Well, now uh, they're huge, you know, and and some of the kids are really intelligent, and really smart about that particular part of the car, and um, you know, learn how to weld, you know, learn how to fix things, and um, honestly, that would be the, the best advice that, that uh, I could give them. Is you just got to work. You got to work hard and and stay focused. Awesome. Jeff, you got anything else? Man, just uh, hope to see you do well the rest of the 2020 season, and, and let's roll into 2021 with with uh, some successful events behind you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys having me on your show, and um, hopefully we can catch up soon and and um, look forward to it. And We've got, uh, let me see, I have one, two, I got about six or seven races left, so hopefully we can we can hit, end on some high notes. And and I don't know if World Finals is going to happen yet, but right. um, if it does, I'm really looking forward to, to going down there with Bernie, and and hopefully we can end on on a good note. 
Absolutely, man. Well, uh, you're making all of us Hokies proud. Keep up the good work and uh, pit stop potty for all your pit stop needs, all right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks, man. Cheers, full. Thanks, Cheers, full. Appreciate right. it. Thanks, guys. All right. See Bye. Man, <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> uh, it's but it's cool to see, you know these these drivers that have been in the game for so long right. start to think outside the box. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, knowing that they can't be race car drivers forever, um, knowing that they're gonna have to do something different. I mean, we saw Darren Pittman. He released some information earlier this season. Right. Um, this season here, just as, Couple, as of like a weeks ago, a few weeks ago, right. A <laughs> month ago, whatever. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what he does, right. You know, and see what his, um, take on everything. It, it, maybe he will be one of those guys that's a mentor or, um, something to that effect. I could, or, I could see Darren doing something. Maybe, like maybe that. he's going to do a, some promotions or something like that. Um, to try and keep the sport growing, keep it pointing in the right direction, um, but being able to talk to Shane really just reiterates that, you know, these guys are still human. They're all hardworking and to know the fact of you got to work at it. And that's the one thing that I truly wholeheartedly feel that, um, not enough of these young drivers realize they don't realize the work and the time that goes into it. Um, because either a dad really likes working on the car by himself or dad really likes to doing these things. And, um, for me seeing some of these, seeing a couple of these younger drivers start to take the uh, initiative to go and pull bars and, um, you know, do pull their own maintenance and learn how to, you know, mess with the, the injection and everything else, um, on the micro side of things is, is kind of refreshing. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we used to call the guys that, didn't do the, any of that. We, we called them bag drivers because all they did was carry their helmet back. You know, they they didn't work on the car. They didn't get dirty. They put on a fresh, clean suit every night. Uh, but man, it's 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 everything when you can do something on the race car. You know, when you're when you're a driver and you can go maintenance it if you have to by yourself or or help help the crew chief with the setup. Yeah, tell him tell him what you're actually feeling. Yeah, you know that that's the whole deal is. Being able to, you know, if you can feel what the car's doing and you can direct that to feeling a certain to, area, yes, yes. It, you, you know, you can tell. You Instead can tell of just saying it's guy, loose, you know, it, you well, say, well, it's it, loose. It, it's it, too tight. It, yeah, you know, say you know it's loose off, but it's good going in. Right. You know that that's kind of goes down to the fine tuning of the chassis. Right. Um, but man, I'm telling you that the more the driver works on the car, the better he's going to be in the seat. Uh, uh, you know, and there's a lot of people now, nowadays, don't remember Shane. You know, I think it was in between the uh, Holbrook car, the 8H car, and I don't remember who he went to drive for after that. But he spent a year or two on the road with Andy Hillenberg, uh, Rick Cru- crewing. Right. And I think that. I, I, and he would tell you that helped him tremendously on on every aspect. Yeah. Um, so, man, I, being able to being able to work on a car and I and being coming from the crew side of it for me, having a driver there helping you getting dirty, yeah. doing, you know, 
it goes a long ways to to team morale. Exactly, and that's that's a big part of things. You 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 start off the season, everybody's gung ho and ready to go. But whenever right. you get down to the last seven races, and you know you're like, man, here I am busting my tail for this guy to go sit in the AC, even if he's just out there just standing with you, chit chatting with you, kind yeah. of, you know, the camaraderie goes a long way. Right, but right. Um, yeah, it's uh, once again something. Something that the good old days, you know. You know that that was right. The drivers are all in their own motor coaches now. Yeah. You know, back when <clears throat> excuse me, back when I was running up and down the road, you know, Shane, me, Darren, Darren Pittman, we were all we all rode in the same vehicle. You know, we we all pulled to the races, came home from uh, even when I even when I was doing the ASCS deal full time with Tommy Estes when he ran the twenty nine car out of texas you know it was me him and and one other crew guy and we were all you know up and down the road just just us three uh you know and tommy he he was out there the whole time working busting his butt just like we were so yeah it, it 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 makes a big difference when the driver is is uh oh what's the word i'm looking for i don't know uh you're looking for it not me uh, (laughs) When the driver is actually there working. Yeah, part of the you team. Know, yeah. Part of the, yeah. 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 That wasn't the word. That wasn't the that's word. That's what we're going with. That's what we're going yeah, with. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, did uh, we use our allotted time yet? I think we did. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, real quick. Something about the, the about a podcast is you've got to have things to talk about. You've got to know what people want to talk about. You want to know – I want to know what you guys – um, want to know our opinions on, I mean, he- help us out here a little bit. Um, it'll go a long way because oh, yeah, yeah. Jeff is very opinionated. <laughs> and if, if I say my opinion on one thing, he'll go totally against me just to go totally against me. He's kind of like Biden. He's, oh, a, he's a clown. Man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's a good guy. Not Biden, but Jeff. <laughs> um, the big lie. So if you guys have something that, that we're missing, that we're not seeing, that you want to know, we're going to have guests. We've, I mean, Shane was just the first. That's the first of many. Um, I can tell you this much. Uh, we're going to be working on Darren Pittman. We'll be working on Shane, Stewart, or, uh, Shane Carson. Excuse me. Um, I, know, I know the guys from the Passing Points podcast have tried to reach out to a couple of drivers and um, haven't had much luck reaching them. So the drivers that they have reached out to, Jeff, I'm not going to say it on the air. I'll tell you after the show. Um, we're going to reach out to right now, like before we post this, um, to see if we can't get those drivers through our connections. It's all about connections and people you know. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else that would be cool that I know would come on the show, um, the – 2020 Amsoil USAC National Sprint Car Champion Brady Bacon, the Macho Man, might be. I think able, I've heard of him. Might be able to get to him on the show. We'll get some local guys in on the show. Call in, call them up. Maybe the Owasso Outlaw. He just won a championship. But yeah, so there you have it. Anything well, else? I think that was a good uh, third You're, show. Yeah, you're over here a lot of time. So, hey, guys, thanks for listening uh, to Haas Talks presented by Ink Slingers and Telstar Technologies. Again, for the 2021 season, uh, sponsorship opportunities, advertising opportunities are available. But, again, we do appreciate you listening to Haas Talks.
Top of the 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 top of the